You're listening to the Be a Better Lawyer podcast with Dina Cataldo, episode 211. So how do high-achieving lawyers break through generations of being taught that we have to grind ourselves into the ground to get results for clients, build a successful business, and create a life we love? While law schools are busy teaching the rule of law, they're slacking on teaching us how to be a better human to create for ourselves the success we thought we'd achieve after law school. This podcast bridges the gap between law school and life. Hello, how are you today? Well, I want to talk to you today about belonging. It is a concept that comes up again and again with the clients that I work with, with other lawyers that I talk to. And even if you don't see it coming up in your life, I want to offer to you that this episode is going to bring some things into clarity that will not only help you, but will help you interact with the people around you in a way that will be more inclusive. So just listen in and keep an open mind and ask yourself how this might be something that can be applied in your life or in your firm. What is belonging? Well, it is the deep human need to feel accepted for who you are and connected to those around you. We all want acceptance. We all want to feel wanted. And when it comes to law firms, we want to feel like we are an essential piece of the success of the firm. But a lot of times we exclude ourselves from the firm, even though we 100% belong. And I want to make that clear here. You 100% belong. But we preemptively reject the people in our lives, in our firm, the firm itself, and ultimately we are rejecting ourselves and our expansiveness, our capabilities. We shut down instead of going all in because we believe we don't belong. And the worst part about the deep desire to belong is that we may not even know that we're pulling away and secluding ourselves. We truly believe that it's the people around us making us feel like we don't belong. In this episode, you're going to learn the signs that you are preemptively disconnecting with and rejecting those around you, specifically when it comes to law firms, and you're going to learn how to begin reconnecting, not only with your firm, but with yourself. Let's talk about what it feels like when you don't think you belong. You might feel small, closed down, maybe a little sad, And this is a really subtle feeling in our bodies. Usually we're so used to pushing through our feelings and doing the work, we entirely ignore what's happening in our body when we're at the office. But it is a treasure trove because it can tell you what's going on in your mind if you know the right questions to ask, if you know what to look for. Because of that, because of this difficulty that we all have with connecting with our body sometimes, I'm going to give you actions right now that you can see whether or not you try to push away the feelings that you have when you think you don't belong. Because usually when we don't notice a feeling, we're actually trying to push it away. We're trying to ignore it. We're trying to numb out. And a lot of us, and I'm speaking from personal experience and watching what my clients do, we work to numb out. We work to push away the feelings. And you're going to see that come up in some of the the actions I'm going to mention right now. 
So first of all, we use perfectionism to try to numb out the feeling of the doubt that we belong. So you might notice yourself wanting to keep rereading a brief and making it perfect before you turn it in. You may want to prove yourself. So you might notice yourself taking on more work than you know you can handle reasonably so that you can prove that you belong there. You might stay later than the other people at your office to show the others around you just how hard you're working. You don't speak up in meetings because you think that what you have to say won't be helpful or will sound stupid. And you don't want to seem like you don't belong. You don't ask for the assignments that you want because you don't think you're going to get it anyway. You think thoughts like the partners at the firm don't have your best interests at heart. And you don't apply for the positions that you want when you're looking for new positions. Any of this resonate with you? If any of them do, or if you have observed any of these kinds of things in the people that you work with, I want you to know that these behaviors are 100% normal. Each one of us at some point in our lives has felt like we didn't belong. Listening to this one podcast may not suddenly make you feel like you belong. That's usually not how it works. We usually need to first see what's happening in our lives and how the belief that we don't belong is impacting our life and how it is preventing us from getting what we want in our life. So we're going to talk about belonging in terms of race and gender in a moment, but I want to share a story with you first. So when I was 19 years old, I felt like I did not belong. I'm pretty sure I felt that way my whole life. And I was constantly trying to prove that I belonged. And the way I chose to attempt to prove I belonged at 19 years old was being the smartest person in the room or popular in one way or the other or having some outside significance that made me someone that belonged. And notice that all of these are external things, things that are outside of myself. Rather than me just accepting myself for who I was, I was rejecting what was inside of me and what was already special, and I was looking for things outside of myself that could show other people, be an outside indicator that I belonged. So I was a sophomore at UCLA, and I really felt like I didn't belong because my freshman year felt horrible. I had an awful roommate experience. I didn't feel like I had a lot of friends and I wanted to prove that I belonged there. So I decided that the way to do this was to participate in rush week. And if you're not familiar with rush week, it's when, you know, all the kids go to the sororities for a week. They have like dinners and brunches and lunches and you get dressed up and you're talking to all these people. It's like basically happy hour for five days straight. And I think I thought that if I was in a sorority, that then I would believe I belonged because other people would see that I belonged to an organization, like this group of people. And that's not the way it works. You actually have to feel like you belong before you can take the actions that are consistent with that feeling of belonging. So this is what I mean. When I showed up for the first day of rush week, I had lots of thoughts that reinforced my belief that I didn't belong. Because when we have a belief, it is so solid in our body that it feels 100% true. And we are constantly scanning our environment for proof that our belief is true because we don't want to be wrong. 
And so our brain is just helping us validate what we feel by looking into the environment and proving ourselves right. And I didn't have the mindset tools I have now to look at this rush week objectively. So I was interpreting everything I saw through the lens of the belief that I did not belong. Remember, the thoughts that we have are our brain's interpretation of what we are observing. So my thoughts looked like, I don't dress as nice as they do. I don't have as much money as they do. I don't know anyone here. These girls are prettier than I am. These girls know how to do their hair. They know how to do their makeup. I don't know how to do my hair or my makeup. I wasn't a legacy. I didn't even know what a legacy was until I showed up on day one and started hearing the word. That means I don't belong. I'm not as sophisticated as these girls. Like my brain went on and on and on and it was telling me all of these things that I interpreted as reinforcing my belief that I did not belong. And I interpreted interactions with the other girls through the lens of I don't belong. So when I was talking to a girl at a sorority, I would honestly believe that they didn't really want to talk to me and that they were waiting to talk to someone else. I wasn't open with the girls. I wasn't honest with them. I wasn't like sharing about myself because I thought I'd say the wrong thing and then I'd show them that I don't belong. I felt horrible. Like none of the girls made me feel this way. I made myself feel horrible because I was rejecting myself. And it's interesting to see how the brain collects this evidence in the environment to support the beliefs that we have of ourselves. It makes it really difficult for us to understand, for us to see clearly that these are just thoughts and that we're, we have the ability to change these thoughts. We have the ability to see objectively and we have the ability to start looking at the evidence that supports the beliefs that we want to have about ourselves. And it does not collect evidence to counter the beliefs that we have. We have to do that consciously or we've got to like really look at, okay, what am I not believing right now? And how is it true that the thing that I don't believe right now is real, right? Like how do I prove that I already know I belong? How do I prove that I'm already smart enough, good enough, right? Oh, they hired me. Oh, they've kept me here for 10 years. Oh, they keep giving me raises. They've promoted me, right? Our brain doesn't necessarily go there. So that's some of the work that I do with my clients when we bump up against this belief in our work together. We tune into how they know that they do belong. And then we'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute here. So the impact of the thought I had that I didn't belong was that I felt rejected. And then all of my actions during rush week were to preemptively reject the sororities at every turn before they could reject me. I withdrew myself from the rush process, even though I was on the list to return to several sororities over like the days of the week, you get called back to different sororities. And I tuned out and I withdrew myself because I was sure I would be rejected eventually. And I hated the idea of feeling that feeling of rejection in my body. And when you really think about it, that's the worst thing that can happen is a feeling in our body. Nothing else is going to happen. It just feels so horrible even imagining that feeling that oftentimes we will preemptively reject people in our firm, the firm itself, the people around us, so that we don't have to experience that feeling of rejection. 
So then I'd tell myself something like how I wasn't meant to be in a sorority anyway or how they're lame. And my roommate was also rushing at the time and we both had left. We'd both done the same thing and we preemptively left. And we talked trash about the process because we didn't have the mental tools to see what was really happening in our brains. We were just reacting. And years later, I looked back and I saw this pattern of believing that I didn't belong show up in other areas of my life too. And if this is resonating with you, start to take note of where you might see this showing up for you. So let's get back to where I see this show up in my clients' lives and where it might be showing up for you within your firm. Keep in mind, this is a limited list. There is no one circumstance we face that prompts us to think that we don't belong. These are just a few examples of when you might think this thought without even knowing it. When you look at a firm website and all you see are pictures of white male faces looking back at you, you see a lot of older faces in a firm. You see a lot of younger faces in a firm. When you don't see anyone in a firm who looks like you, when you have not been practicing law as long as other people in a firm, when you don't have the same legal experience as other people in a firm, when you didn't go to an Ivy League school but everyone else in the firm did. So this is just a very limited list, but with that I want to give you some strategies to begin stepping into the belief that you belong. Every single one of these strategies requires that you get uncomfortable. So I'm going to tell you that up front, okay? This isn't going to feel good. (laughs) That's the nature of growth. And when we allow ourselves to be uncomfortable, that's where the most growth is. Every one of these strategies also requires that you pay attention to what you're feeling and what you're thinking. When you do, then you're more likely to take action in the way that you want to instead of the way that you're in the habit of taking action. So in other words, you're going to behave more like you already belong instead of behaving like you don't want to belong. Do you see what I did there? When you think the thought, I don't belong, it's a helpful reminder that you're probably acting like you don't want to belong. It's another way of saying that you're rejecting them so they can't reject you. Because our thoughts generate our feelings and our feelings fuel our actions, I'm going to offer you some thoughts to practice. The goal here is not to feel like sunshine and daisies. Remember, and this is this is not going to be super comfortable. This is just a practice to help you feel better than the feeling of feeling rejected. All right, so try these on. Like this is work that I do with my clients over a six month period, you know, just to start. And I want you to know that if you're listening to this podcast and you're doing this work, you are going to see progress, but it takes time and consistency and being persistent. Keep reminding yourself of this. Keep like checking in with yourself. How are you feeling? What are you thinking? What do you believe about the people in your firm and what they think of you? Like this is some really deep work. And so if you are feeling resistant at all right now, that's okay. Like, that's okay. Just let yourself feel uncomfortable here. That is 100% normal. So here's some examples I want to talk to you about here. So let's say your firm is having an activity like a golf tournament or a happy hour. I'll just pick those out of a hat. Like, watch if your brain's immediate reaction is no, that sounds lame. 
(laughs) Maybe you ultimately decide not to go. That's okay. But ask yourself if you would go if you had friends there and if you felt like you belonged. Chances are you would. And if so, ask yourself if going to this event would further your goal of connecting with people or maybe it could even be fun. If you're willing to feel uncomfortable, I will offer to you that maybe you should go. I had a client who recently started a new position and she was invited to one of the evening activities that the firm held. And she said she was tired and she went home that night. And she realized that she excluded herself from the group and deprived herself of getting to know the people she was working with. So the next time they had an activity, she stayed. She cultivated the thought that they wanted her there. They had actually invited her. And I'm happy to report that she had a good time. Now, Recognize this, the more you say no to activities, the fewer times you're going to get invited to them. So if you're not getting invited to activities, it may be that they don't think you want to go or maybe that you're not interested. Like really just open yourself up to the possibility that there's a reason other than you don't belong or they don't like you. Okay, like there could be a plethora of reasons that are in their head. Maybe they didn't even think of it. It doesn't mean anything about you. It doesn't mean anything about your position in your office. Okay, so the next thing, notice when your brain wants to say that no one else understands you. Maybe they don't, but it's not a helpful thought. Okay, when we think that thought, we want to separate. They don't know you. They don't know your personal history as intimately as you do, and that's okay. I find it really helpful to remind myself that it's not up to other people to make me feel like I belong. It's up to me to remind myself that I belong and to cultivate that sense of belonging. kind of want to say that again. Remind yourself that it's not up to other people to make you feel like you belong. It's up to you to remind yourself that you belong and to cultivate that sense of belonging. All right, so another thing that I see is that when we don't look like the other people at an office, whether it's our color, gender, ethnicity, physical abilities, and any other quality of our being that we identify with, it's really easy to forget that. It makes sense. No one has the same life experiences that you do. You may be bringing a lifetime of feeling different into a dominantly white male experience in a lot of these offices. And if this clicks with you, there's two places where this might be showing up for you that I want to address. One is applying for positions at firms, and the other is how you behave within the firm you're currently working in. And I've seen this with my clients, and I want you to know this is 100% normal, but having awareness of it is so much of the work here. So number one, applying for positions within firms. The common thought I hear from my clients is I shouldn't apply or I don't know if I should apply. And the reason number one that they come up with is the belief that they're not qualified. So statistically, women apply to positions 20% less frequently than men when they don't check off every single box on a job application. So if there's like even one thing that they just can't identify as having that skill, they don't apply. And that is very common. So according to LinkedIn research, like female applicants are 16% more likely than men to get hired after applying for a job and 18% more likely than men to get hired for a job that has qualifications that they're not 100% qualified for, right? Like a stretch job. Let's sit with that for a minute. 
If you're talking yourself out of applying for a position because you don't think you have all the qualifications, know that you're actually more likely to get hired than if you had all of the qualifications. All right, so reason number two, the thought that they don't look like me. This may be 100% true. There was this one social media marketer I was following and I went to some of her events and her staff was very white, but she knew it. She recognized that the women who were applying for her positions and the people being referred to her were white women who were mostly blonde. And she made a half joke about it at an event and she was making an investment in diversifying her staff and she explained what that looked like. Now, it takes time to do that especially if the only people applying to predominantly white firms are white men because people of color or women exclude themselves preemptively. They tell themselves that they don't belong and then they don't even apply. So instead of assuming they aren't for you, I will offer to you that there are ways to find out what the intent of the firm partners is by asking questions. Now, the key here is you're only going to find out if that firm is right for you if you apply and get an interview. So you've got to apply. Like that's step number one is just like doing it. Just get in there, take action, apply. All right. So what you can do once you're in the interview is say, look, Do you value what I value? Be honest with them that looking at a firm of all white men doesn't really feel inclusive. And are you doing anything to bring inclusiveness into your office? Are there any inclusivity trainings? Are they investing in the long-term growth of their firm and investing in people who look like you? What are their hiring strategies and are they looking into attracting people who look like you? And if they are, what actions are they taking? Do they have a group of, you know, uh, they have like diversity groups in a lot of big firms. Maybe they have something like that that you can participate in if that's what you desire. If you like their answers, then you get to decide if you want to help them, if you want to work with them. They are making an invitation for you to join their firm If they say, hey, join our firm, right? They're saying they want you there. They're saying that they want to include you on their team. They are saying that you belong. You can remind yourself of that, okay? Just remind yourself, look, if I'm getting an invitation, I belong here. Okay, so the next thing I want to talk to you about is what happens when you're working within a firm and you have this belief that you don't belong because it really impacts how you show up and how people perceive you. So the thought I usually see is I'm not gonna make partner, I'm not gonna get the promotion, um, they're gonna promote somebody else before me because you know fill in the blank reason. Thinking this way feels horrible. You feel disappointed and it might feel like you have a rock in your stomach when you think this way. Whatever we believe easily, right? Like whatever is a habit that we have of believing, it's because we've practiced that thought a lot and we've practiced finding evidence of it, just like I did in the sorority situation. If you don't think you're making partner, you'll find all the reasons why why you're not going to make partner. The partner didn't say hi in the elevator. That email from my boss had a weird tone. I don't think I'm a great writer. I'm not great at managing my time. I should be working harder. I mean, you will find the reasons. Your brain is working to prove you right. Unless the people in charge say the words, you are not making partner this round, you are just making stuff up. Your brain is just making stuff up off the cuff 
It's making interpretations. Why is this important to know? Because if you're not aware of this, then your behavior can impact your chance of making partner. You won't be focused on showing your abilities. You'll be focused on what they are thinking. Here's how I've seen this show up with clients and attorneys I've worked with over the years. So we'll stifle our creativity. We'll tell ourselves we can't make creative solutions to problems because we're sure it's going to be shot down. If you're leading teams, you might back off leading your team because you have thoughts about what a senior partner might think about what you're doing. We hesitate to send an email that gives our opinions or suggestions on a project. We don't go the extra mile to help out because we don't think it'll make a difference. We don't go into the senior partner's office and have a conversation or ask questions. We don't make connections with associates or assistants as deeply as we could so that we could like really delegate so that we can really connect with them in a way that's going to help the team or the project overall. Like just notice that if you're not focused on your work and you're focused instead, and it's not even a focus, right? It's just this thought in the back of our mind that we don't belong. It impacts how you show up in your practice. And when you show up in your practice, that's what the senior partners are looking at, right? Like that's what the bosses are looking at. They want to see how you're behaving in the practice because how we behave is showing us how we think. So if we're thinking that we don't belong, we're not going to do what needs to get done to show that we belong there, that we are people that they want to have within the firm. So notice that all of these thoughts of not belonging are tied in with what you think someone else might think about you. So you're more focused on what others think than showing them what you're capable of. Showing them what you're capable of is what's going to influence what they think. And we can't show that capacity unless we believe that we belong. Remind yourself that you belong because they hired you. You're still there. You're being assigned projects. Look for all the evidence that you belong and keep reminding yourself of it. Really sit in that. You belong, and you are in control of the experience that you want to have. If you want to develop a deep sense of belonging, a deep sense of self, so that you can feel comfortable in any room you walk into, book a call with me. You can book at dinacataldo.com forward slash strategy session. You already belong. Now it's just a matter of getting your brain on board with that fact so that it can help you create the life that you want. And I can help you with that. I hope you have a wonderful day. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.